0: Before we get into this week's episode, we wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that while our show might be frivolous fun, it doesn't exist in a vacuum that there are real people out there fighting the good fight, trying to make the world a better place. At the risk of sounding trite, we wanted to say that we see you, we hear you, and we also are mourning George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, both M Jean, Michael Brown, Trevor Martin, John Crawford III, Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, E.J. Bradford, Philando Castile, Tamir Rice, Robert Freeler, Malcolm Harsh, and Richard Brooks, and so many others we lost along the way. But most importantly, we want to say without any pretense or any buts that Black Lives Matter.
1: It's an unequivocal fact that our country's black communities face a disproportionate threat to their lives with regards to law enforcement and others who felt empowered to take the law into their own hands, without fear of consequence. This year so far, at least 429 people have been shot and killed by police officers. 88 of them were black, approximately 20.5% of those killed, yet black Americans only make up about 14% of our population whereas white Americans make up approximately 63% of the U.S. population, but account for only 40% of deaths at the hands of police officers. While these statistics are very basic, only address gun deaths, and do not take into account the circumstances of all 429 shootings, even one is unacceptable. Nor does it account for extrajudicial killings, executed by vigilantes like William Bryan, Travis and Gregory McMichael, and George Zimmerman.
0: At the end of this episode, before closing credits, the audio of this show will go silent for eight minutes and 46 seconds. At the end of this episode, before closing credits, the audio of this show will go silent for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Same amount of time that Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin knelt on George Floyd's neck while Officer J. Alexander Chung, Thomas Lane, and Tao Tao watched. While we are grateful that all four have been arrested and faced charges of murder and manslaughter, aiding and abetting, there is still so much more that can be done. So many more victims of systematic racism in our country that were taken from us too soon who still have not seen justice.
1: In the notes that accompany this episode, we'll be including links to some organizations you can donate to that are helping the cause, such as the National Bail Fund Network, Campaign Zero, and the NAACP's Legal Defense Fund. If you can't afford to donate, there are millions of great movies, books, songs, TV shows, podcasts, video games, and however else you absorb content that will help you have better conversations with your friends and your family about why this is happening and why this is important. So one more time before we start the episode, Black Lives Matter. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. The following contest is a first round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first the 93rd Seed, the 1992 action platformer from Taito, Little Samson! And its opponent. The 36th Seed, a 1989 action role playing platformer from Hudson Soft, Fat Santa Do! Your ringside judges are Pat Dooley and Ricky Giraldo. There's nothing left to say but Round One Fight! Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Kings of Consoles. This is the podcast where we attempt to find the best game for each home video game console by means of a massive tournament. This is our 14th first round match. Uh, As you heard in the intro, we will be seeing Faxanadu take on Little Samson today. I'm Pat Dooley.
0: And I'm Ricky Giraldo.
1: And uh, last week we we saw Astyanax beat Snake Rattle and Roll. Uh, so we are uh, continuing on our run of games with X in the name. Uh, we can't call them the X Games because that's apparently copyrighted by ESPN and the Walt Disney Company. Boo. But, you know, that's that's kind of what we're doing here because uh, I like theming episode runs. Um, so we did see uh, Astronax move on, uh, which is good because I never want to play Snake, Rattle, and Roll again in my life. <laughs> uh, so, Yeah. So let's, uh, as we do every week, we're going to start with the underdog, which in this case is the number 93 seed, Little Samson, which is a 1992 action platform video game developed by Takaru and published by Taito. A dark prince is freed, and to defend the kingdom from him and his four wizards, the king sends out summons to four heroes Little Samson, Kikira the Dragon, Gam the Golem, Ko the Mouse. And there's almost a tutorial level at the beginning of the game where you learn how to use all four of their abilities, which is kind of fun. We've kind of lamented the uh, the lack of tutorials uh, yeah. over the last few weeks. Uh, but this game did not sell well, so not many copies were made. Uh, as a result of that, it is a collector's item. Loose copies of the game have been known to sell for over $1,000, with mint in-box copies going for more than 3000 I had <laughs> never played this game before. Uh, I don't know about you, but I remember it. Like I remember it showing up in Nintendo Power when it was released. I just never actually got around to playing it.
0: Yeah, I definitely remember that, like box art, mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, because I remember the dragon, the
1: design of the dragon for sure. Uh, Kira, was it Kikira? Kikira, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, we never hear it pronounced out loud. But I'm just yeah. guessing. Yeah. It's probably Kikira.
0: Definitely seen him before. I don't know. Maybe he's an Easter egg in Smash. I don't know. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah like, it's-
1: like a uh, assist trophy kind of thing. Maybe, yeah, yeah that could be. Um, this oh, yeah. never played it. Never, yeah, never, never played it either. Um, I, this is one of those games that I kind of don't really know where to start in tackling it. Um, I did learn much too late in my hour of gameplay that you can toggle between the four characters yeah during the levels did not know that until probably about the 50 minute mark after i tried over and over to solve the same platforming puzzle as little samson Um, i was like oh i could have just flown over this the whole time and that would have made my life so much easier um when did you when did you figure that out uh, I figured out when I accidentally, like,
0: hit a button. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, I'm the dragon. Oh, I'm the giant Iron Man or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, it doesn't... It's funny because there's, like, a tutorial level, but it doesn't really tell you how to do that.
1: <laughs> no. No, I assumed, based on that, that it was going to be, like, okay, now you go... And you play the next couple of levels as little Samson, and then you'll do a couple levels as the dragon, and then a couple levels as the golem, and then a couple levels as the mouse, and then right. like you know at the end or whatever you switch between them, not realizing that you know well because I was used to the like the Super Mario Brothers two model where you pick your character at the beginning of the level and then that's just who you play as, um, rather than being able to toggle. But who knew? Um, also at the end of that. Uh, that tutorial level at the beginning. I'm hoping maybe it gets explained later in the game at a scene that I didn't get to that you did, but why did the dragon fight me? Oh, you
0: know, I don't know. They never explained it either.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I guess I probably could have read a synopsis or something or watched a playthrough to see what happens next, but it just seems like a he was just, like, afraid to go after the wizards and just, like... Decided that he wanted to like.
0: I think it was trying to like, hey, if you could beat me, I could join you. I, I don't yeah, know. That could be.
1: Yeah, yeah. maybe that- like a like an NPC in a in a tabletop game. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll join your party, but first you have to best me in combat. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that might have been it. Um, another thing that uh, I was um, a little confused about. Now, I'm far from a biblical scholar, um, but the story of Samson, as I remember it, is that he was very strong, right? Until Delilah cut his hair and then he lost all his power. Oh, I don't know. I never heard of the original story. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah, but if you're... I remember the story right, that's how it goes. So why in this game is Samson, like, a master of parkour? Like, I think
0: he's like a wild man. He's like a like in the jungle
1: yeah he's like he's climbing over everything and he can jump and like he's like a american ninja warrior um battling wizards it's just a really weird i don't know maybe there's something that just got lost in translation maybe samson means something else in japanese and or it was called something else and they just kind of mistranslated it or or something but um yeah, that struck me as weird. I mean, I guess he is very strong in that he can support his entire body weight hanging from pillars and stuff. Um, yeah, by it's... the way, did you get to the the puzzle that was very Mega Man e, where you're I, j- jumping I, between the disappearing blocks?
0: I actually wrote down in my notes that it's like very Mega Man inspired. Yeah, he plays Samson. I feel like he has a lot of like he throws. Fireball kind of like Mega Man, Yep. And he, cl- the only thing he does different is really he climbs. The way he climbs up, uh, yeah,
1: he can climb up walls
0: and yeah, like, instead of jumping hang from the ceiling, up. yeah,
1: yeah. So there's a puzzle where, like, on the, every Mega Man game, where there's like the blocks that appear and then disappear, and you have to like time your jumps between them. There's a puzzle like that in this that I spent probably twenty five minutes on. Um, before eventually realizing it because it was one of those where like you jump onto it and then of course there would be an enemy there that would shoot you and knock you off into the abyss or the spikes or whatever it was that was below you that killed you instantly yeah. but I realized way too late that they were just disappearing like they were becoming invisible they were still there so you could still make the jump even when the platform wasn't there and like hold on to the space where it would be when it reappeared Which I thought was kind of neat, but also, like, I wasted a lot of time because I had that Mega Man puzzle so ingrained in my head that, you know, when the platform disappears, it's gone. But I guess that serves me right for assuming that, you know, consistency between franchises and games, which I shouldn't. I should have taken this as its own thing, but I uh, 100% got stuck there for about 25 minutes out of my hour. Um, in fact i only managed to clear it once ah, we'll talk about that when we uh when we yeah. get to how far we made it uh one thing that i really did far. like i'm sorry go ahead
0: yeah i didn't get, i didn't get that far either so
1: um one of the things i did like is did you get to the section where there are like the tornadoes where it's like a platforming thing but there are like little whirlwinds going left and right on the screen oh uh... And you could like jump up into them and have it carry you for a little while. I don't think I did get up there. So yeah. I really liked that. I thought that was a cool little. It's like a in was it Mario three where the warp whistle would summon a tornado that carried you to the warp zone. Yes, Um yes. it was like that, except it was in the middle of the level, and like there's a jump you have to make, but you can't make it because it's too far. But if you jumped and timed it right, you could like get yourself caught in a tornado that was flying that way and then just get dropped onto the platform. I just thought that that was a neat mechanic that I can't remember ever really seeing before.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Honestly, I thought the animations of this game were really well done. I think... Yes. It looks good for an NES game.
1: Yes, absolutely. And this... 92... That's sort of late in the cycle, because Super Nintendo came out in 91, but they were still making NES games until 94. So this is getting toward the end of the life cycle of the NES. But it's still, like, this wouldn't be super out of place on the Super Nintendo. The graphics would have been boosted a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But it was it's a good-looking game for, for an 8-bit platformer. Yeah. Uh... And the music
0: wasn't that bad. No, yeah, I think it was definitely solid.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is one of those games that I would call fine. Like it was, it was enjoyable. Like I, I had a good time playing it. It's, it probably won't be my first choice to go back to of right. the what twenty eight games we've played uh, up to this point, but it also, I mean, it's probably decently close to the top ten, at least in the top fifteen. Um, it's definitely ahead of, you know, your kickses and your Ring King's and your uh, Fester's Quests <laughs> yeah. and your Ice Hockey's for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. Uh, one thing I did notice, um, and I feel like this was kind of an NES staple, that a lot of games... It's just one of those things that I've noticed as a trend since we're playing so many games in such a short period of time. A lot of games of this era that had kind of cartoony graphics, for some reason, had really realistic skull enemies. I don't know if that's just something that like, all the game developers decided, oh hey, we can make really realistic looking skulls, so let's include that in everything.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think people just... It's just easy to make, and it's an enemy. It's like, oh, skulls. That's definitely a bad guy. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, like, even going back all the way to episode one, like, Lolo 3, there were those skull enemies that would, like, run around after you got the last uh, pellet or whatever it is that you're going around and collecting. Um, That's just for some reason... NES rendered good skulls. I mean we haven't even gotten into like when October rolls around and we start doing you know Castlevania games. <laughs> yeah. And, like we're gonna see a whole lot of skulls coming up. Uh, I'm but already- I, just, I just thought that was funny considering how you know cool and cartoony this was to then just have like hyper realistic skulls.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I think they just knew how to do skulls really well at that time.
1: <laughs> oh, and Skull Man in Mega Man. Four, right yeah uh so it's up against fexanadu uh, which is an action role-playing platform adventure game from Hudson soft which was released in japan in 87 and in the u.s in 1989 it is a spin-off or a side story of the dragon slayer franchise uh, and its title is a portmanteau formed from the names famicom which famicom is what the nes was called in japan Family Computer, and Xanadu, which was the second game in the Dragon Slayer franchise. Famicom plus Xanadu equals FAXanadu. Uh, the main character is an unnamed elf who returns home to find that his hometown has been abandoned and is now under attack by dwarves. Sets out on a quest to stop the evil one and restore his world. Uh, it is the number 36 game on IGN's list of the 100 greatest games for the NES. Uh, Retro Gamer calls it the 16th best game, calling it a forgotten gem, um, and I can't remember, I've had this conversation with multiple people recently, and Ricky, I honestly can't remember if it's something we talked about on the podcast or just in passing. Have I mentioned Captain N, the Game Master, at any point on the show? No. No. Uh, okay. Um, did you ever watch Captain N? Do you remember that at all?
0: I no. This is one of those, like,
1: age gap things that I, you were, yeah, you would have been one. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, I'm old. Uh, Captain N the Game Master was a Saturday morning cartoon produced by Nintendo where a kid whose name escapes me, um, what his real world name was, gets sucked into his NES and basically has adventures with the characters from Nintendo games and becomes Captain N the Game Master. So it had like Mega Man and Pit from Kid Icarus and um, a bunch of other like characters like that. Uh, and they were always up against, like, Mother Brain and King Hippo and, you know, random villains and heroes from assorted Nintendo properties. Uh, but there was actually a two-episode arc in Captain N about anadu And I just thought that was interesting because I think that might be the first game where that was explicitly laid out in uh, in the uh, marketing information I pulled up for the game. Uh, <laughs> is that, you know, as seen on Captain N. Um, But that meant something in 1989, but not so much in 2020.
0: What's funny is like, and that's not the only show that had this connection with video games at the time, I feel. Like you had had the NES, like the Captain N, but I'm curious why shows don't do that now.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like why there's no equivalent of the uh, Super Mario, uh, what was the show with Captain Lou Albano? The Mario yes. and Luigi Super Show, or something. Yeah, like we don't. Yeah, there's nothing like that anymore.
0: Yeah, but like, <laughs> imagine a TV show now where like a kid goes into video games and
1: he's in Fortnite or he's in Yeah, The Witcher or something. You know? But yeah. I well, I mean, I for the most part, I feel like the like the 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 golden age of Saturday morning cartoons, and I mean, I'm sure. There are still really good ones, but, like, licensed Saturday morning cartoons are a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Like, when I grew up, there was a Mr. T cartoon, and there were two Ghostbusters cartoons, yeah. and, a you Back know, to- Ninja Turtles, He-Man.
0: Yeah. Especially, yeah, I guess in, like, I grew up in late 80s. I mean, I don't even remember the 80s, but you were growing up in the 80s, and you had the best cartoons coming out. You had Transformers, yeah, Transformers, He-Man. My Little Pony You name it
1: (laughs) Yeah, and really good I mean even like Rainbow Bright And like, and these are probably If I went back and watched them now They're probably not good shows But they were like, they were awesome G.I. Joe, like the the Real American Hero version of G.I. Joe Was, you know, that was A good chunk of my childhood I don't feel like, because I know like Marvel Has a bunch of, of cartoons that are Good, um I've, you know, I've watched some of those. Um, and I mean, you know, all the Star Wars cartoons have been great. I'm finally uh, getting caught up on Rebels, uh, which is just way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I just, I don't feel like, like, like Super Smash Brothers is begging for a cartoon. Right? Yeah. Like, it's every video game character. Like, how could you not, how has nobody thought to make a, a Saturday morning cartoon where, you know, Samus and Solid Snake team up to go, <laughs> you know, take on. That would be
0: the best TV show of all time. That's yeah, really right?
1: Hilarious. we need to start writing that. Start shopping it around. Right? Don't take our ideas, folks. Please. <laughs> we won't take this. Or at least like, give us a producer credit if you do steal it. <laughs> so, uh, this game. Yeah, thanks, I to do. (laughs) Uh, This game. Yeah. It's very boring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have a few notes, but it's a lot of kind of like, well, why kind of notes? Like, for example, why did the priest in the second tower build his shrine in a room full of angry bees just above a ladder that leads you to poison? Yeah. That just that just seems like poor, you know, home design. The very least you should have a sign saying warning poison. Um, but I guess he just didn't want any visitors coming. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was gonna say, I did like how the passwords were like mantras. Like you go to the church and the, like the, the priest or whoever like gives you a mantra and it's like, Oh, that's, that's my password. Okay. I need to screenshot that. Um,
0: Yeah, so the story elements I thought were, like, cool, Mm -hmm. but, man, I swear, the first, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes, I'm just going back and forth, Uh back and forth, jumping over these two little enemies Uh all the time, and I'm like, this, is this the game? (laughs) I'll be honest, I almost gave up, I almost turned it off, I was like, this is not great, and then I got a key, and then I was able to go outside and fight a little bit more, but... I don't know. This this
1: just wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the game kind of does itself a disservice by making it a side scroller. I feel like if this had been kind of a top down, like a, a Zelda or a Crystalis or that kind of, uh, or even in a couple weeks when we talk about Star Tropics, like if it had yeah. been that kind of of action RPG rather than a side scrolling. Like, you just go town to town by going left to right. It might have been better because you'd have a little more sense of freedom rather than, like, you're just, you know, walking cool. on a kind of preordained path. There's no, like, sense of exploration, even though you're supposedly going town to town. Um, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm
0: like, man, maybe this is the first time a game had all that stuff. I don't know. But then I was thinking of, like, Oregon Trail, and I think that's older. I don't yeah. Know.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, eighty-seven. I think eighty-seven is the same year Legend of Zelda came out. Yeah. So, like, they they had the ability to make games like that that were that deep. Um, now, that's not to say this is a bad game. Um, no, it, it's just because we have played some actual bad games. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is just another like I like I kind of said about Little Samson. This is just a it's fine. It's a, it's an okay game.
0: This is a game that, if you like this type of game, you will love it. If you
1: don't, don't try it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It knows its audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did. I don't know if you noticed this, um, but um, in kind of the grand tradition of Ring King, um, I'm going to try and find a gif of it and post it in our social media. Um, did you notice the gym owner in the first town was, uh, making a gesture that, uh... Yes. You did? Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I don't have, like, a, you know, a dirty mind that I'm seeing things that aren't there. No, it's um, definitely there. Okay.
0: Definitely there.
1: <laughs> okay, so I, I, that, I think that's going to enter the pantheon of the just unfortunate 80s NES animation along with the Ring King Corner Man. Um... The, yeah, well, I'll see if I can track down track that down and uh, and post it uh, on Twitter and, and Facebook when the uh, when the time comes. <laughs> um, oh, that was a poor choice of words. Um, one lengthy note that I made. This was sort of a stream of consciousness typing into my phone as I was waiting for the game to reset again. I forgot how much of a pain not having auto saves were, which I think we've addressed on the show before. But I felt like it was really painful in this one, like we're uh, not getting into details yet, but I beat the first boss and I was on my way to the third town and died. And then I had to go back to the second town and beat the boss again because I hadn't learned my new mantra in the third town yet. So it wouldn't let me, I didn't regenerate in the third town because now I have to grind level two again to get enough gold, which the game calls golds for some reason, like it's plural. Um, I'm sure it's a translation issue, uh, to be able to buy the key to get into the tower to fight the boss that I'd already beaten. Um, I was like, oh man, autosave would have been so nice. After you beat the boss, you're fine. It resets you to after you've beat the boss.
0: Yeah, I I had like a password system as well or something. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, would, I had uh, one, you just had to get to the church in the next town right. to get it. You couldn't get it just, like, pausing the game, which would have been really nice. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, so basically my notes are just... It, it was boring. Not a fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's... I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, so, yeah, I mean, unless you have any other things you want to throw in there about Texanadu and Little Samson, I think we can probably get into how far we got. um, See if we can, you know, create some distance or remain close. Because through 13 episodes you have an 11 to 10 lead over me in these games uh, with 5 draws. On Little Samson um, I made it to the first I think the first boss which then killed me and sent me back to that invisible platform level, and that was where I was when time well, ran out.
0: Yeah, I I made it to the first boss. Is it the giant green guy?
1: Yes. Okay. So like the green wizard. Yes. The yeah. yeah that like throws the pink like glowing orb things at you.
0: Yeah. And then he turns it to a dragon, I think, or he turns yeah. it to a
1: creature. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You 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 beat him once, and then he turns into a dragon. Yeah. So yeah, I made it to him, but then I got killed and got sent back and didn't make it back to him
0: yeah same
1: okay well there's another tie (laughs) (laughs) i was like this
0: boss is hard and then i figured out like the best way to beat him was the the heavy armor guy oh yeah yeah apparently if you use him on that boss you have like a better chance
1: yeah this was still at the point in the game where i hadn't figured out i could toggle between players so i was oh. trying to do it all as samson and it was not going well for me uh so how about Fexanadu? um i made it to something called the spring of trunk and there was an old man there who told me i needed to get an elixir to revive the spring but then time ran out
0: so i stopped where i was told to get a
1: matlock okay so like the key yeah <clears> key. you had to get an m key
0: yeah, and it was, bef- and then there was also this girl that warned me about the poison. So I think you beat me on this.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So you didn't go into that tree. I did not. Where the no. okay, okay. So it sounds like I just. Yeah, I don't think I beat you by much. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. Cool. So we are tied again. <clears throat> <laughs> Man, when when this show started and you beat me two to nothing. Uh, on a, uh, Lolo 3 and Doc Hunt, I really thought this was going to be a long hundred weeks um, <laughs> of just getting my butt kicked <laughs> every time. But no, oh. it is 11 to 11 to 6 through uh, 14 episodes. Pretty easy. Uh, so the winner of this, this is actually the first time this has happened uh, to us, where the winner of this is going to face in the second round a game that we have played already. Um, There will be four of these throughout the first round, uh, and that was Adventure Island, uh, which won episode four against Ice Hockey. Um, This one, our online audience was split. Uh, It was exactly 50-50 as to which of these should move on. And it's honestly kind of a toss-up for me, um, just because, like, Little Samson, I think, is more fun. I don't think. Little Samson is more fun. At least for for me. Faxanadu, I'm kind of curious where that story is going. Like, I'm a little more interested in seeing what happens if I revive that, uh, that spring. Like, what's going to happen next? And, you know, what happened to my people and all of that. So, like, I want to play... Little Samson, because I had more fun playing Little Samson, but I want to play more Faxanadu, because I want to know what happens next. And so that's kind of where I am. I'm kind of stuck in the middle um, between those two. But I kind of feel like I know which way you're going.
0: Yeah, I'm going Little Samson.
1: I did not like
0: Faxanadu
1: at all. (laughs) Yeah, and I think just because I would... If I'm going to play a game, I would rather play a game I'm having fun playing, and so I'm going to go with Little Samson as well, especially now that I know that I can toggle between characters and uh, I'm not stuck as Little Parkour Boy uh, for the rest of the game.
0: You know what else I was thinking about? Like, It's kind of cool that these four characters are different to each other. Yes. And I don't know if we had that yet in any of the games, where it feels very different.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I can't, at least nothing we've played for the show yet. Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, Mario and Luigi and Mario Bros are just, you know, swapped color palettes. Same with yeah. Rattle and Roll, and Snake Rattle and Roll, Chip and Dale, um, Lolo and Lala. I'm just looking back through all the games we've played. Nana and Popo and Ice Climber.
0: Yeah, they're the same. It's just different colors. So this yeah. one cool that they were...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. I mean, and they were very different. Like, I yeah. mean, I'm thinking about Mario 2, which is a decently close analog in terms of being able to change your character. Like, you know, Luigi could jump higher, and uh, Peach could hover, but there wasn't a ton. If I remember right, there wasn't a ton of difference between Mario and Toad, other than Toad was smaller.
0: Yeah, I don't you know? think there was that much of a difference either.
1: Yeah. But even that, like, it was a matter of, you know, one can jump higher, one can hover, but it wasn't like, you know, like, the dragon can fly. And, you know, the the uh, armored the golem has, you know, is super strong and can, like, break blocks and stuff. And the mouse can slip into small places the other characters can't. So, yeah, it's a definitely a unique mix of gameplay, um, which will be interesting when it takes on Adventure Island, because I feel like Adventure Island... Uh, even though, as we acknowledged in episode four, is not actually the game IGN put on their list, but it is the game that they put on the list, um, <laughs> is another kind in sort of the similar vein of the like, side-scrolling adventure. Um, so it'll be fun to play both of those again, uh, head-to-head, and see which one kind of did it better. Uh, yeah, so, I'm going
0: to be curious, because they're kind of the same level. I
1: don't know. They're pretty similar. I mean, there's, you know, there's less, you know, skateboarding in Little Samson, but there's also less parkour in Adventure Island. So, yeah. That's for sure. And this is now, two, three, four, five, six weeks in a row where the lower seat advanced. We went eight weeks in a row when the show started with no upsets, and then starting with week nine... Mega Man 4, Mega Man 5, Rescue Rangers, Guardian Legend, S-Gen X, and now Little Samson, all upsets. Uh, so, I mean, if you guys had chalk in your bracket, you guys are, uh, you're busted <laughs> at this point. Uh, I'm so, very
0: curious to the people that that voted for. Um Vexanidu? Yeah, Vexanid. Uh, like, if they really liked it or it's just memories or or if they liked it because of the TV show
1: yeah maybe <laughs> you know? I mean that's you know that was probably my you know my level of experience with it I feel like a lot of the games that got a decent number of votes were um, were nostalgic choices like I remember ice hockey got a lot of votes when it was up against adventure island and ice hockey was awful yeah, um, so bad but yeah, like I, Fact isn't isn't bad, at least not on that level. Um, yeah. So I mean, there there may be people that like like we were saying, like this for some people, this game is probably their jam. Like this is probably exactly what they want. You know, their side-scrolling RPGs to be. It just wasn't for us. Yep. So next week we are going to wrap up our series of games with X in the title, as the number forty-four seat clacks. Takes on number 85, Load Runner. L O D E, not L O A D.
0: It's a funny Uh, story. When I was going to like search for
1: it, uh I kept putting in Road Runner. (laughs) Oh, no. Because there was also a Road Runner game for NES.
0: And I almost played the wrong game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spoiler alert for next week. I would have rather played Road Runner. Um, Even though I don't know what Road Runner is like. But anyway, we'll get into that next week. Uh, in the meantime, as always, if you want to follow along with the bracket, even if yours got busted, you can do so at challenge.com slash kings challenge is C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E, it's challenge with an O instead of the first E. Uh, we will post the winners the following week. So when this episode drops, you'll now be able to see X in the second round. When next week's episode drops, you'll be able to see uh, Little Samson move on, so on and so forth. Uh, if you want to buy us a cup of coffee, uh, you can do so at ko-fi.com slash kings of consoles. It doesn't have to be coffee. That's just their marketing thing. Uh, if you just feel like contributing to the show, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have any sort of like exclusives for you. If you do, it's just a, you know, if you feel like reaching into your pocket and donating, although I think this week we would probably rather see you guys donate that to, uh, one of the organizations that we're going to have in the show notes. Um, There's a lot of really good organizations doing some really good stuff. And I think, you know, I don't want to speak for Ricky here, but I feel pretty confident that if you did contribute to our coffee, we would then pay that forward to one of those organizations. I don't quite feel right taking your money at this point when there's so many people that need it more. Um, You can also reach out to us on social media. We're at Facebook.com slash Kings of Consoles. We are at Kings of Consoles on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at LoopyDate on Twitter, uh, L-O-O-P-Y-D-A-T-E.
0: And I'm at
1: Ricky4518. Is there anything else you want to say to the folks before we uh, before we hit the road and uh, go climb on some more invisible platforms for a while?
0: No, guys. Just play games.
1: Play old games. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget uh, that moment of silence is coming up. So don't be alarmed when the audio cuts out. Of consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me. Thanks to Captain Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found by a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans. Uh, (coughs) Um, excuse me. Try not to do that during the show. (laughs)